Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. If you're learning a foreign language, you're in the right place. This is where we talk about strategy, techniques, ways to learn languages smarter, faster, better. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. Now, I've got a quiz for you, pop quiz. Jaina wrote in by email and asked me, in the intro, what is the fifth hello? What is that fifth hello? I'm sure she's not the only one to wonder. Uh, Some of them are easy, some of them are less obvious. So I'd like you to come and give me your um, input, please, in the show notes. I'd like to see if anybody knows or if anybody can guess, what is the fifth hello in the intro to this podcast. Go back and have a listen. And if you think you know what it is, go ahead and leave me a comment on the show notes to the page, please. I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 283. I'd also like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful, the fantastic italki, one of the best language companies out there. And they help connect you with language teachers, speaking partners, professional teachers, tutors, basically people that can help you speak and learn the language that you're learning. Um, you can get a free lesson by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. And I highly recommend you do. You can use the, the free credit you get through that link to take lessons with anybody you like. So really, there is no excuse not to start speaking right away. Unless, of course, you haven't started learning the language yet. But even if you haven't, you know, spending a bit of time with a native speaker is extremely motivating can get you started. So I will teach you a language.com forward slash free lesson to take advantage of that offer. All right. It's been interesting to see uh, questions coming in about my views on language learning and how they've changed. I've spoken about um, my thoughts on input-based methods recently, particularly how I used an input-only method to learn Italian this summer, which was uh, really quite striking. In fact, I should do a podcast about that and my thoughts on how that's how that's all worked. Um, in fact, I, I did write that up in a blog post. I wrote all about um, my my sort of reflections on this input based approach uh, throughout the project, and um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But um, you can also find it on the website if you just go to the uh, go to the blog and look for the the final video that I shot in Venice and uh, the grand finale. I've got quite a lot on there about my thoughts on the on the input based method. Anyway, today is a question from uh, Fletcher on the on that exact topic. So, let's hear Fletcher. So, I'm Sian Ali. Uh, my name is Fletcher. I've been listening to your podcast for about two years now, and I was listening to the episode from a couple weeks ago about how many words you can learn in a day, and it uh, sparked a question for me. I've got your book, How to Make Words Stick, and have listened to a number of your podcasts on vocab. Um, and I'm curious, since you've changed your views on, you know, using a more input-based approach, does that change the way you recommend doing flashcards? In your books and podcasts, you've talked about doing the native tongue to target language, so in my case, English to language I'm learning. Um, and I was wondering if, if your switch on more input-based methods would advise people to add target language back to native language or to switch it around and not do native to target. Um, yeah, so just curious on your thoughts on that. Thanks. Have a good day. 
Hey Fletcher, thank you very much for your question. I really like this because it's an opportunity for me to just uh, explore some some thoughts on this issue because um, it's been quite interesting hearing, like I said before I played your question here, it's been quite interesting to hear how many people have been struck by my sort of change of, of approach um, to a more input-based method and have been asking questions about that. And, and I really like that because, you know, podcasts can be a bit one-directional. So I really like the fact that you guys are kind of challenging me on this and asking for clarification and, and thoughts and stuff. So so awesome. So a bit of background. Uh, this summer I learned Italian and I did it with an input-only method. So for the, for the whole of the first month, I only listened to and read Italian. I didn't do any study, no textbooks, no teachers, no grammar, nothing, just listening and reading. And then from month two onwards, I began speaking and I carried on that input at the same time. I did basically no, it's like no, no serious, no study in the traditional sense, nothing that you would recognize as studying, you know, anything that you would expect to do in a classroom or in a textbook or in a grammar book. I didn't do any of that. And um, niente, ho raggiunto un livello di italiano che è abbastanza bene, perlomeno per me. Um, I've reached a fairly good level of Italian uh, through that. And so the question that arises from that is, okay, Oli, if you are now kind of learning languages through input only, does that now invalidate everything else you've done or talked about in the past about, you know, different techniques about learning languages, such as more, you know, more active things more act more more active vocabulary learn vocabulary learning more active grammar study etc etc and it's a fantastic question uh, the answer is no <laughs> let me I'll explain why so specifically about uh flashcards the the Fletcher mentioned my make word stick book um which I'll put a link to in the show notes and one of the kind of core principles that I teach in that book uh, which is all, by the way, is all about my strategy for using flashcards to memorize vocabulary. So, we, so we're clear what we're talking about here. The the core principle of that book is that you don't try to learn every new word under the sun. Quite the opposite. In fact, before you even get into the uh, the act of memorizing a word or a phrase or whatever. There's a step before that, which is selecting and choosing, carefully choosing the vocabulary you want to learn. Because to learn anything well takes mental energy, reserves your, your stocks of willpower and all of that. So the, the idea is that you, you carefully select the vocabulary that is most useful for you. And then you, put, you spend a little bit of time every day actually actively learning that. Now, to give you an idea of proportions here... If you spend, I mean, I, I would be talking about spending maybe 90% of your time on input, listening and reading, and then 10, maximum 10% of your time on uh, flashcards or vocabulary. It really is like the icing on the cake, you know. The engine of your study should always be like this exposure, time, time spent with the language, the whole language. But my view is that a little bit of deliberate study on the top, and I'm talking a little bit, 10%, 5%, 10%, a little bit on the top, is is what what that does is it just kind of supercharges you. It's like that turbo button, you know? It gives you the opportunity to take the stuff that you've been exposed to and that li- the little bit of deliberate study using things like uh, memory techniques can just give you that little edge, which means that stuff that you might otherwise have forgotten or that might otherwise not sink in now sticks. And that is kind of the magic combination. So... 
so so yeah so that that's the basic principle there fletcher and so your question was when firstly has my approach to that changed and 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 no it hasn't because i still the engine of my learning is still other stuff i'm just more deliberate i guess if anything has changed it would be the fact that you know i I, because i'm of the input method i'm seeing so many new words and phrases every day that I have to be even more selective about the stuff that I choose. So in my case, you know, I, I was using flashcards during my project, my Italian project, and I would be, I would, I was just very careful about the, the stuff that I chose to put on there. I, it would normally be very useful verbs, very common verbs, very useful vocabulary, cool expressions that I wanted to learn. And those would go onto my flashcards in complete sentences. And I would take them, those complete sentences from all the content that I was spending my time with. Uh, and again, that that only helped the the memorizing because I just got this rich context from all the input that uh, that I could use, that which meant that I knew where the words and phrases came from. The big mistake so many people make is they just take isolated vocabulary words and they try and memorize them. Now you can use my memory techniques to memorize isolated items of vocabulary. It's just harder, and it's harder to make. It's harder to make it stick it's also less likely you're going to know how to use that vocabulary later because you haven't had the kind of deep context you haven't heard that word or read that word being used in context so you're kind of you kind of um you know without without a parachute there um, but the fact that i'm spending so much time immersed in the language means that i i i'm, I'm already kind of learning the stuff and the basic principle of the input method Input-based methods is that, you know, through a lot of time and a lot of repetition, you learn stuff anyway. So again, that time I spend with flashcards, which in my case with Italian is like three, four, five percent of my time, very small amount of time. But the time that I did spend just helped me move forward more reliably. So the other part of your question was, given the input method, so given the fact that I'm spending all my time with, uh, you know, reading and listening, should I therefore recommend using flashcards um, displaying the target language first? So should I display the target language, a word in the target language, and then try to recall the English translation? Because just to be clear, using my my flashcard method, what you do when you are rehearsing, when you're practicing, is that you display the English word and you have to recall the word in the foreign language. Because the reason being that that is the most... It's the hardest thing to do, but it's also the most useful because then you can recall the word anytime you need. Right? The, the trouble with displaying the foreign language word first is that all you've got to do is recognize what it means, which is a much easier thing to do. You know, so if I give you a word in Italian like cibo, now it, all you have to, all, all that has to happen for you to remember what that word means, cibo, is that you, you know, a, just have to ring a bell somewhere in your, in your head in your brain and it triggers some memory. Oh yeah, I know what that means. It means food, right? But then if I asked you fresh, how do you say food in Italian? It's a very different task to have to remember on the spot what that word is in Italian. Il cibo. It's very, it's much harder, right? So what I like to do with my flashcard approach is to train myself to recall the word in the target language, because then when I need that word in conversation, I've been training myself to remember it, right? That's what I try to do. So then Fletcher's question is, well, surely then using your method, you should display words 
because it's an input-based method, right? So surely you should use your flashcards to display the word in the target language to help you recall it. Uh, okay, um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, and and uh, and here's why. I'm spending so much time anyway on input. I'm spending so much time immersed in the language through the reading and listening anyway. So I, I'm getting all the input that I need. The if I, if I were to use flashcards to show words and phrases words and phrases in the target language it's basically exactly the same activity as just reading and listening in the first place i mean what's the difference between reading a sentence in a book or hearing it on a podcast and then seeing it on my flashcards there's no difference right it's the same thing so that kind of makes the flashcard thing redundant in that case so you might say well okay but then with the flashcards you could get more repetition of that vocabulary well, yes, that's true, but then we're getting that anyway with the the normal method, right? If you have been through the process of really carefully selecting the words and phrases you want to learn, then you're going to see them anyway when you come to practice them in 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 the reverse way on the flashcards, so displaying the English first. This means you've got to work a little bit more. But remember, flashcards flashcards are not the foundation of this learning methodology. It's an extra activity that you do. That you add on to the top of what you're already doing just to make it more powerful, more reliable, to give yourself more more momentum, a little added hit. It's like taking vitamins or steroids if you're in the gym or something like that. You know, It is a supplement to what you already do. So my basic view on this is that if i'm going to sit down with flashcards if i'm going to take the take the time to make them and then review them i want to make sure that i'm doing the most powerful effective activity possible that is going to help me later recall those words when i need them otherwise i'd rather not do it i'd rather just spend time listening and reading and that's that's what i did most of the time with italian and what helped now i think the caveat that i'd offer to that is that if you were using this method with a more a more difficult language, a language that is further from English or Latin-based, Germanic or Latin-based languages. So let's say you were using this method for Chinese. There, um, and this is something I plan to experiment with in the future, but there stuff is not going to sink in so e- quite so easily with an input-based method. So I think that in that case, the role of flashcards uh, might take on a little bit more prominence or a bit, little bit more importance. Because I think your your memory just needs a little bit of extra help in that scenario. Um, that's why I think when I was learning Cantonese and Arabic and stuff, I, I used flashcards quite a bit because I, I found that stuff just wasn't sinking in quite so easily. But again, I think you really want to avoid something like flashcards becoming the main thing that you do. It should just be a small part of what you do just to help you um, to support your other activities. Okay, so I hope that answered your question, Fletcher. Thanks again for... Um, for, for for leaving the message it's really really great question if you'd like to leave a message a question for me i answer everything that comes in if i can and uh the way to do that is to go to i will teach you a language.com forward slash ask ask and there's a widget there where you can leave a question from your phone from your computer from your ipad wherever you happen to be i look forward to receiving that all right then so at the end of every episode i like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show and i think the most um, logical thing here is to point you in the direction of my Make Word Stick guide, which is a, it's a short book, about 70 pages, full of uh, examples and screenshots and things like that, that show you my exact technique for memorizing vocabulary using flashcards in a smart, 
way that does not involve rote learning in any way. Um, sold many copies of this book. It's many people have found it very, very useful. It just gives you a framework to follow so that if you are tech-minded, tech if you like the idea of flashcards, but you just want a strict system to follow to make it easy, uh, this is what you get in this guide. You can find that at IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash make words stick. That's IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash make words stick. Thank you very much for listening. See you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.